Hi, my name is Gaurav and uh, I work out of uh, Mumbai as an AC, which is a pre-sales engineer in India. Today we will be talking about the what's new session with vSpare 6.7, which was released in April. And uh, there has been massive uh, developments around 6.7 and it has been a uh, major release. So I have, uh, you know, formulated this a very condensed form, which is like I'm, I'm keeping it uh, uh, the agenda modern workload, the the demands, how the workloads are changing right now, then what's new with vSphere 6.7, and then I have a bonus slider for 6.7 U1, which was uh, discussed yesterday, but it has not been out. But I I have managed to add a few points around the U1 as well. So let's jump directly into the modern workload demands. So. Now, what, what we have been seeing with, with other customers as well, and uh, I myself work on field almost 95% of the time, uh, the demand of workload has been really changing a lot. Now, VMware has been helping customers on the mission critical applications, business critical applications always. Right now, over a span of about six to eight months, I have almost 95% of the customer talking about AI, ML, your your uh, HPC, the workload is really cha changing now, and I, I assume you might be having uh, uh, similar requirements in the same scale. Now, apart from that, the second part is the rapid growth to hybrid cloud. So now with the hybrid cloud, basically, uh, it, it, it was seen more seasonal, but this is one of the feature which has been really, really been uh, adopted for about an year now. And then every customer has an expansion need. They might have an office in various locations, and depending on that, this is one of the major requirement right now. And last is always the security. And uh, I cannot stress enough on the security. And uh, to be honest, I'm with VMware for about six years, and. Uh, Security is one of the primary focus of VMware and we take security really, really seriously. We have an internal alias which I use every now and then very often. The, the response time to that security questions are relatively very, very fast compared to the other questions that we have. So these are the technical innovations or challenges, customer challenges that we have on ground and uh, Depending on that, we will be relating that to 6.7, why or how we are uh, targeting each and every customer demand or customer challenges into, into a well-formulated 6.7 uh, format. Right now, the first thing is the simple management at scale. So when we speak about sim simple management at scale, majorly the scale, uh, if, if I have to speak about scale, customers, uh, my customers in India, I, I have customers which run approximately 4,000, 5,000 VMs, and then I have VDI customers who are massively over 25,000. So scale has been one of our primary uh, you know, uh, goal play. Now, with scale, we have to do simple management, which is, which is again, uh, a point. Uh, with, with simple management, the major focus is the number of clicks. We need to reduce the number of clicks. It would be easier for you to manage. That's the primary focus. Then we have a comprehensive built-in security. And uh, with security, we have been doing pretty good job in terms of vSphere or the hypervisor security to the VCSA or the vCenter security. 
and followed by the universal application platform, which is basically, again, going back to the HPC platform or the HPC, the demand of uh, high, high performance computing. And then next is the seamless hybrid cloud experience. So how do we uh, handle the, the hybrid part of it? How do we do a uh, uh, migration or how do we assist customers to go, go to a, a model which is like a seasonal model? You, you go to hybrid, you can come back to your uh, same vSphere platform on-prem. Now, I'll be double-kicking on a few concepts, and uh, then uh, let, let me start with the management portion of it. First things first, 6.7. Uh, a direct upgrade from 5.5 is not supported to 6.7. Uh, you have to be at least at 6.0, and if you are at 6.5, then yes, you can go to 6.7 for sure. Now. What I've seen from my uh, personal experience uh, while, while speaking to the customer, uh, one of the things or the, the first thing that I recommend customer is, yes, we have 6.7. The first primary thing you need to check is the HCL. Uh, you, you need to make sure that your hardware does support 6.7. The, the uh, HCL supports your hardware. The second part is the ecosystem. So when I say ecosystem, now, VMware has the vCenter uh, as one portion of it. Then you have the NSX plugging in, you have vSAN, you have an entire ecosystem. There, most of the customers would at least use more than, more than the vSphere component of it. You will have a, uh, maybe a backup solution. So you need to make sure you plan your upgrade according to that. Secondly, you might have to also check for the VMFS upgrade and followed by your DV switches upgrade. Host profiles is one of the uh, things that I have seen uh, lately from from uh, from a lot of customers. Now, while you upgrade your vSphere to 6.7, your host profiles might not work at the beginning. So you might have to get a new reference copy. So you, you would still need a detailed plan and uh, charter out a plan, but this is the high level con uh, uh, details. Apart from that, uh, yes, in about 20 days, we have 5.5 uh, going end of support. Now, coming to the major major component or uh, the heart of VMware, which is vCenter, and the reason I say vCenter, whenever I speak to the customers, they would always say that uh, vCenter is one of the component that is that is really great. The SDK, the API integration, the third-party products, everything hooks into vCenter. Now, how are we making uh, things better with the vCenter in terms of uh, availability? With 6.5, we, we have something like a vCHA, which is uh, basically uh, the appliance model itself can be configured into a, uh, in an HA mode. And similar to that, uh, right now, with vSphere 6.7, we do have a template for quick provisioning. Now, apart from quick provisioning, one of the things that I really like about uh, uh, vCenter is the no additional cost to database or Windows cost. Right now, I, I have a uh, I have a few customers who would really say that I, I do not want to have a SQL uh, licensing cost or a Windows licensing cost. It's a pure pure Linux environment. So you, you, you would probably opt for this option. Now, I do have a lot of customers and that too, uh, at, at large scale customers, about uh, more than 10,000 VMs. We have tried from 6.0, we have been doing the vCenter, uh, the Windows-based vCenter. We used to do the Quorum disk, and we want to make it highly available. So uh, now, uh, in order to uh, so uh, overcome that situation right now, we have an out-of-the-box vCenter appliance, which can be configured into a vCHA format, which is, which is the best thing, uh, or, or personally the greatest feature that I like right now. Apart from that, we have a Windows uh, vCenter server, 
6.7 would be the last release to support the Windows vCenter server. So in order to mitigate that, we do have a migration utility, which we will be talking about later, to move away from the Windows vCenter to an appliance model. Another great uh, example or another great feature with, with 6.7 is, so if you have been doing the enhanced link mode, so when I say enhanced link mode, basically you have multiple sites. And uh, I would say most of you would have multiple sites. It, uh, either maybe for the for a DR or maybe for uh, for any other purpose, but you have multiple sites. So one of the requirements that has been always there that how can I view multiple sites out of the single pane? So you use something like the enhanced link mode. So to set up enhanced link link mode prior to 6.5 or till 6.5, we used to have two PSE or the platform services controller. Then you you used to have the vCenter server, and that's the only way you could get the enhanced link mode. Right now, with 6.7, you can have embedded PSE and vCenter in an enhanced link mode. And it lies with the same, uh, I believe, uh, the limit is still 15. And this is one of the greatest way where you can reduce the management hardware as well, because you don't need PSE, uh, additional PSE, then you don't need a load balancer as well. So I, I did a brief uh, or uh, you know a brief comparison between between two of them, and if you look at the third row, which is like PSEHA, in the deployment of the uh, enhanced link mode, which is included with with PSE or an embedded model, you really don't need a load balancer. Now you don't need no load balancer, then you absolutely would not require even the PSEHA. Uh, uh, to be configured, so everything would be single box, and uh, you can uh, you can absolutely do ELM. Now, coming to uh, the next part of it. Now, we we know how do we what is supported. We we just talked about enhanced link mode, and yeah, you know this is all fancy. So how do we start with the uh, installation and migration path of it? Now, installation path of it is is basically the first thing is we have something like a clarity ui which is the html5 version and i believe that that's one of the uh, feature that has been uh, awaited for a long time now now we have everything in clarity ui built from from scratch to make sure that every feature is made simple we have to reduce the number of clicks as well as we have to make it as simplified as we can now migration as we talked about. Let's say you have a Windows vCenter and you want to migrate to an appliance model, we have a migration utility coming out of the same ISO model. And uh, apart from that, when you do the migration, you can pause, you can resume, and uh, absolutely you have your old data that can be migrated back. Now, this is a, uh, a brief demo of one of the features uh, that's, uh, that's the backup. How do you take a backup of the vCenter appliance? So I'm logging into the uh, 5480, which is the WAMI page of vCenter appliance, and this is the new UI that looks like. Now, in the summary, you, you, you can uh, basically see all the health status. Another thing is in the monitor tab, this is something new. We have included the disks. If you look at the disks as well, it gives you details whether you are going full. The monitoring of the vCenter appliance itself has been really simplified, and you can, you can pull the data. So this environment was built from scratch, so one day, one week was not available. But yeah, if you look at the disk section of it, it, it gives you each and every details pretty uh, you know, readily available as soon as you log in. And then we have the network tracks where you can actually uh, see the packet drops or anything. Apart from that, 
this this has been the the, the another feature is the services portion of it. Right now, initially till 6.5, we have to do a services hyphen control, uh, all or we have to restart the services. This has been really simplified. You have to log in, you can restart any of the services, you can stop any of the services, and this is again only with, with the 6.7 uh, VCSA. Now, coming back to the update portion of it, which is again simplified, you can do an offline update or an online upgrade. Since 6.7 U1 is not available, this is on the latest version, but you can absolutely do uh, an update from there. Now, administration, yes, you can change the password. Another advantage would be on the syslogs uh, type of it. In syslog, you, we used to have only one target, and we, we, we used to send just one place. Uh, the logs would be forward just to one place. Right now, we can create three targets. If you have an SEIM tool or another target you want to configure, and then there are different protocols as well, and obviously TLS security again. Now, this is one of the most important uh, part, backup. So if you look at it, you can this, this is basically a file-level backup. You have a third-party solution backup, image-based backup, which is still supported, which is still fine. But if you look at the from a simplicity perspective of it, the backup has been very simplified. And also, one of the amazing part is the backup schedule. You can schedule backups. You can uh, keep uh, how many copies would you like to have. And seamlessly, you can uh, configure uh, you know, uh, a restore point of it. You want to retrieve maybe four to five backups in, in, in at certain stage, and then you want to initiate a restore, you can do that. Now we talked about backup. I'm going to give you a quick rundown on, a, on the restore part of it, or uh, how do we do a basic uh, uh, restore of the uh, appliance. Now, if you look at it, this has come from the same ISO. Uh, I'm going to just give the backup folder path, and uh, I'm going to. Uh, I have to enter the username and password. Once I enter that information, review. Yes, this is giving me the path that you have configured uh, while taking your backup. You took a backup. You went to that folder. You see that there is just one backup available, and you can go ahead highlight that. You can select, and it will automatically uh, pick up your uh, detail, and then you can deploy or uh, you can specify the deployment. Because your vCenter was tagged to specific IP address or host name, we are trying to even re uh, retrieve that or keep the same name. So you enter the uh, same name and you, you go ahead. So basically now you're going to your cluster level and deploying the appliance. So this is your restore uh, uh, option. You, you, you can again go ahead and set the usernames and passwords after the, uh, now, Apart from the restore option, if you would like to change the size of the appliance, because those usually come in small, medium, Excel, you can even change the size of the uh, appliance in, in any case. Now, I'm, I'm choosing uh, simple and data store, the same IP address, ob uh, uh, obviously, and then I'll go to the complete to the next step. And uh, this will actually restore the complete appliance in a couple of minutes. Now, apart from this, one of the basic or the uh, or the best feature about it, uh, we have an integrated VR ops now as well. So when I say we have an integrated VR ops, now prior to uh, uh, the 6.7 version of it, there were there was VR ops in it. But from the Clarity UI, you cannot configure the VR ops. Now I'm I'm going to give you a brief rundown from a CAN demo how or or how easy it is even to integrate or step into your uh, VR ops appliance. So. Basically, you have two models available, in, even in the appliance. If you have an existing VROP 
or if you want to deploy a new one. So I just logged into my vCenter appliance. I will go to the VR Ops tab, and it will give me an option. Even there is an option to view all use cases if on the right-hand side. You can, you can view the use cases and click on install, or you can use the existing one. So both the options are available. Install, we have basically uh, an install of uh, uh, local as well as uh, online. Similar to that, existing environment you want to integrate. Obviously, you need 6.7 VR ops to be integrated back to vSphere or uh, the, the VCSA 6.7. Now, uh, I'm, uh, I will switch from here. I'm going to switch to a uh, HOL lab after this. And uh, I'll show you basic functionality or, or what are the uh, additional advantages or uh, additional functionality that has been released with the, with the VR ops as well. So the simple configuration was done. And I came back to the uh, VR ops apply or the VCSA page. Now I go back to the VR ops within the UI. So, Initially, prior to 6.7, I believe you would have to go back to a UI and configure or ch check all your workload. Right now, it is again integrated. Apart from that, if you go ahead, you can uh, uh, see all the uh, appliance or your uh, cluster details out of it. And we have made or we have streamlined VROps into basically four different components of it. We, so when we say streamlined or made uh, VROps more uh, uh, better for, for use cases, we are optimizing the performance. Right now, what you need is basically you have a cluster, and you don't know which workload is really uh, you know, consuming more memory or resources. So we, we, we give you those details on the optimized performance itself. Then you have an op optimized capacity, and followed by troubleshooting, which is self-explanatory. And then you can manage the configuration going back to the vSphere client itself. Now, so with the vSphere feature client parity, so Right now, we have both the, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, vSphere client as well as the HTML5. So when we go to the HTML5, there are certain features which are still not available. It, is, it has a 95% uh, feature parity. So right now in the 6.5 U1, which, is the, which was uh, uh, announced yesterday, we have a full feature parity, but that won't be available for quite some time. Now, uh, this is a simple rundown even for the update manager. And uh, with the update manager, you would look at how simplified the update manager has been with, with 6.7. And uh, it, it, it would be at least like 50% of the number of clicks that it used to take in the, HD, uh, in the previous version of it. So that's, that's about the update manager or the VCSA. One of the features that you would absolutely like is the quick reboot or we used to say optimize reboot. So what did we do with the quick reboot or single reboot upgrade? So we have large environments. And we, when we start to patch the environment, usually it takes about 15, 20 minutes to at least patch a host, because it has to do all the changes. It has to pick up the configuration, go back to boot, boot bank, alt boot, boot bank. It has to make all those changes. So right now, what you can do is it's a single reboot upgrade with from 6.5 to 6.7, which makes it pretty faster. Apart from that, if you are going into a quick reboot mode, which is basically uh, 
uh, you are already at 6.7, you want to do a quick reboot, which would only restart the ESXi host. So there won't be any restart of the complete hardware itself. The hardware won't be initialized from the top, but only the ESXi portion would be, uh, would be restarted. Now, I will give you a quick demo on the difference. If you will see the difference on the left-hand side is a quick reboot, and on the right-hand side, it is a complete reboot. Now, with 6.7, quick reboot has been enabled by default. So what I did on the right-hand side, the host, I have just disabled quick reboot. And on the left-hand side, if you will see, the quick reboot enabled host. It is, it is much faster. It would come back pretty fast. Whereas if you are looking at the right-hand side, it is still loading the, or it, because it has to re-initialize the entire host. And whereas on the quick reboot, it does not have to go via the, uh, via the complete process, which is again a great process. If you have at least, if you are looking at somewhere around 20 plus hosts, you, you still save a lot of time in, in an upgrade process itself. Now, with every version, we, we do have uh, VMX upgrade. So uh, we, uh, prior to 6.5, we had VMX 13. Then uh, right now, we have VMX 14. So with VMX 14, there are majorly three to four enhancements. One of them is on the uh, security portion of it again. Second is on the uh, HPC high uh, performance computing again. And you would have something like a per VM EVC. I'll, I'll double click on the per VM EVC. So everyone would have heard of EVC, the enhanced vMotion compatibility, which used to be on a cluster level. Right now, we have brought this down to a VM level. And why did we bring this down to a VM level? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come to that on a, on a later part of it. And the last portion of it is we have increased the number of disks from 60 to 256. Now, uh, so that's about the management changes or at the hypervisor level as well. So we made a lot of changes, at least at the hypervisor. Uh, quick reboot was, was one of the features that customer has really liked. VCSA, enhanced link mode, was another feature which, has, which we have got a positive feedback. Now I'm going to double click on the security portion of it and uh, what additional, or I would say, uh, the, the, uh, the, the best value out of the security portion of it. So the first thing is, the TPM, so every laptop, desktop, or maybe server. Let's talk about server. Every server would come up with a TPM. So the, those are serial devices, and you, the, those are usually used or to save the credentials, hash, or keys. So uh, we, we had support for, for TPM 1.2 always, but it was always used by the hardware vendor. We, we don't expose or we don't use that ex extensively. With TPM 2.0, now we utilize that in a, in a much better way. So with 6.5, I believe you might have known something like a secure boot. In, when, when you enable secure boot, basically you know that the, the hypervisor is, is in, a, in an appropriate uh, condition. You don't have any uninitialized code running. So with that, right now, the advantage with 6.5 Seven we have is around uh, the upgrade. Uh, sorry, with with 6.7 is uh, basically uh, you can uh, do a 2.0 version of it and provide a health attestation also. 
apart from that we have vbs which was microsoft uh, launched in 2015 vbs and uh, which is nothing more than a uh, nested virtualization with vbs they used to give a uh, hyper v you have windows 10 2016 and uh, on uh, prior to restarting it you have a nested layer of hyper v in between so we have been doing that as well and we have enabled support for that we have vtpm 2.0 now we talked about TPM 2.0 for the security of the hypervisor. We have VTPM for even for the guest OS. And why VTPM again? Basically, uh, to make sure that even your guest OS are compliant or fully compliant of it. Then we have uh, made some enhancements to the VM encryption, some in, uh, enhancements to the new uh, alarms as well. So this is a uh, screenshot of the VM encryption. If you look at it, we are going into VMDK level till. VMDK level to provide you a more granularity into it. Apart from that, FIPS 140-2, we have been doing this for a while, our VM kernel and as well as our open SSL. VM kernel is basically uh, for all your, uh, uh, what do we say, uh, open SSL is for communication and uh, VM kernel, I, I, I forgot about the VM kernel part of it. So now you, uh, you are coming back to the universal application platform, I think we are running out of time, yeah. So universal platform application, the major things that I want to show you about is the NVIDIA vGPU support. Now we do support uh, NVIDIA vGPU with vSphere. This was previously supported only with Horizon and now we do support with vSphere as well as we can do the suspend and resume of it. Apart from that, we have the uh, persistent memory, which is if you are looking at the top layer, which is the CPU cache and DRAM, which is costly. And again, uh, you, you don't have that much latency in it. If you come back on the down, flash as well as magnetic, which have a, a slightly uh, more latency than compared to the PMEM. So right now we consume PMEM in two different options. One, we can do a PMEM data store level, or we can do via the NVM as well. Uh, RDMA is one of the uh, enhanced feature of it, which is again the direct memory access. Now with RDMA, some of the uh, applications have been, or the customers have been requested to, to make that compatible. So one mach machine is reading directly the uh, uh, memory of the second machine. So once you do that, the latency has to be really, really low. So there has been a support for uh, RDMA protocols. Rocky was one of it. Then we support Rocky V2, which was routable Rocky. And then there is IWAP. We don't support IWAP for now, but uh, uh, apart from that, yes, instant clone of it. Now, instant clone was, again, a feature available only to Horizon uh, portion of it. You can spin up machines instantly. So once you have a powered on machine, that can be uh, cloned pretty fast. It would be uh, way faster compared to the uh, regular clones. Uh, then coming back to your hybrid cloud of it or the hybrid uh, link mode, one of the features that I would uh, want to talk about is the cross vCenter mixed uh, version provisioning. You can do a vMotion across uh, so this is your on-prem on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, you have your uh, uh, AWS cloud, VMware cloud on AWS. Then you can do an on across uh, provisioning and across cloud for sure. And that to everything is encrypted. So apart from that, U1 was launched uh, uh, recently, or U1 was uh, uh, announced recently. 
Five of the key features is it has a fully feature HTML5 based vSphere client. It has vMotion for NVIDIA grid machines. It has a vCenter server converge tool, which is basically if you have multiple PSE and multiple sites, you can still do a convergence of all of them. And then there are enhancements for vSAN and HCI, which is again a, a, a detailed topic altogether. Then we have an enhancement to the content library as well. I think, thank you.